following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times. Just so you know what to look forward to. Unwind. 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 Welcome to the world's most inspired up-and-coming podcast, where we come together to sculpt saucy stories and sound good doing it. I'm your host, Tanya Tutits, and today I'm joined by Sodome Velvet and the Duchess Elizabeth Barrett Boning, and we welcome you to the first episode of Coming Together. Thanks, Tanya. <laughs> um, we should probably give a bit of a rundown of how the mm-hmm. podcast works. The Grand Duchess and I uh, will be will be tag teaming. That also sounds sexual. <laughs> We'll be tag teaming the the writing of this uh, saucy story, um, as as our host Tanya will be reading it um, almost in real time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, to foster this like co-creative space, mm-hmm. the Grand Royal Duchess and I will be taking ten <laughs> ten to twenty minutes each, and then. Yeah. Passing it back and forth, I giving each other ideas as they come as well. The idea here is that you come with us, but we also come up with a story as we're writing it. Each week, we join our heroine, Magnolia Ouvrejambe, as she travels through time and space, meets new people, discovers new things, and, most importantly, gets busy. Without further ado, let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. <sighs> Chapter 1 Moaning Lisa. Magnolia Ouvrejambe, daughter of Olivia and Jean-Jacques, awoke with the mildest of hangovers, her breath thick with exhaustion and light regret. She turned over, brushing her hair hour, hour of her face, to face both the window and the sunlight spilling out into her apartment, in the background, and in the foreground, a strapping young lad whose thick curls dangled by his sculpted face like baubles on a tree. What a steed, she thought, (laughs) and suddenly remembered that she couldn't remember his name. Be cool, she told herself, and then covered her mouth as she realized she said the last part out loud. The strapping young lad stirred, and slowly his eyes cocked open. He smiled smugly, playing last night's events over in his head. His eyes met hers, then slunk down along her body. He felt that she could be a statue in another life, and felt his own member becoming statuesque, <laughs> like a thick marble slab. <laughs> Inspired. She noticed it rise slightly and moved her hand over to grasp it lightly. He let out a soft moan and she tightened her grip and started moving her fingers back and forth, back and forth. His breathing became heavier and he too brought his hand down between her legs, fingers circling in time with her strokes. Holy shit, she gasped, mounting him without stopping the flicks of her wrist. She placed one palm against his granite chest and held onto his penis with the other as if she were riding him into battle. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Harder, she screamed. Yes, he replied. Yes, they said in tandem. His fingers slid so easily into her dripping pussy. 
Planted firmly in her, he kept his fingers erect and fixed in place as she writhed against them, holding his dick for balance. <laughs> Would that be comfortable? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't Just matter. Yeah. <laughs> the air in the apartment grew thicker, danker, as both carved Dang. bodies connected like interlocking roots. As he picked up her slender frame, she let go of his shaft and readied herself for ecstasy. She quivered as his cock pushed itself inside her, slowly, deeply. In the same moment, he let a high-pitched moan, stopping himself deep within her, slowing down the pace so as not to come prematurely. But neither Magnolia nor the strapping lad lasted much longer. As she rode him, without pretense, without a saddle. (laughs) Okay. As she rode him, but also, like, he needs pretense. Like, she needs pretense. Okay. As she rode him, without pretense, without a saddle, she felt her skin prickle and vibrate, if only slightly. They had both reached a point of no return and were ready to surrender to this moment. As he moved her up and down his rigid, unyielding cock, he felt a rumble deep within him. Magnolia, too, felt light and celestial, her body becoming taut, then loose, then taut again. He skin hummed lightly. Her skin hummed lightly. (laughs) So good, it's fine. Her skin hummed lightly. The strapping young lad let out a howl of pleasure as he erupted within the heroine of this tale. Moments later, Magnolia knew that she was ascending. This time, there would be no regrets. She deserved this level of pleasure. Fuck yeah, she does. And she allowed herself to have it. Her entire body was ringing. Before his very eyes, the strapping young steed saw his jockey vanish into thin air. (laughs) Her squeals of delight echoing in and out of existence, confused, cum-stained, and finding himself suddenly alone, he mumbled, What the hell? and looked around the apartment for a sign of his lover, but she was nowhere to be found. For Magnolia was traveling, as she did on occasion, once having achieved peak orgasm. She was there, and then she was gone. When Magnolia woke, she was lying on the ground in what looked to be a town square. Columnal buildings towered around her, and men and women scampered around, getting to the market and to work. She moved her hands down her back and, of course... She hadn't been dressed when she came, so she was naked now that she'd arrived in this new world. Her first step would be to find clothes. Or another steed. As she'd just orgasmed and needed a bit of a break, she began to walk the streets in search of clothes. She felt the eyes... Yeah, she's just like looking around. Well, this is something I need, so I'm browsing. I'm browsing. The world is my marketplace. She's a confident lady. She is a confident lady. (laughs) Uh, She felt the eyes of these people on her, but it seemed to be an admiration and not disgust. So she wasn't in Victorian England like that one time. (laughs) Oof. 
Shots wonder fired. <laughs> wonder what happened that time. Um, at the edge of the square, she saw what looked like a merchant's shop. When she stepped inside, she was greeted by a man with rippling biceps and a grisly beard. Mm-mm. His eyes pierced her. She could feel them consuming her still erect nipple, the cum still dripping down her leg. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was walking through the street like this. Leaving a trail. A trail of cum. <laughs> like a snail. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, the cum still dripping down her leg. It was just the two of them in the store. Mm, convenient. What can I do for you, ma'am? His voice was velvet, and it enough would have been enough to dress her if only she'd been in the mood. It enough would, it have, been enough enough. would have been that enough is, to dress her. That is a her. symptom of, like, I'm on the clock. I, have to write I know. Right. Let me write real quick. Maybe she'd come back in a day once she'd seen a bit of the place. She'd slide his dick into her right here in the entrance of the store. She could already imagine his tongue licking her double Ds. Mm. Okay, well, now we know her breath size. Yeah. It's valuable information to us. <laughs> what a lovely store, she exclaimed, running her hands through the satin and cottony fabrics hung on the wall. You sell a bit of everything here? Everything. Well, if you've come looking for pre-made clothes, you might have a bit of a hard time. But everything else, yes. He stepped toward her, put his hand on her bare waist. Bold. Wow, very bold. <laughs> she stepped into him. She stepped into him. <laughs> also bold. And yeah. slipped her hand onto his back. The closeness made her heart pick up. Everything else, she whispered. Wow. Oh, Re- wow. Reading into that a bit Oof. much. Oof. You know what? Clearly she has some sense that she's in I a mean, sexy story. She, <laughs> I mean, she just come dripping down her leg and he just like walked up and picked, like grabbed her waist. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she could hear that he was a bit out of breath. Pretty much everything. He, she could feel his want washing over her. But she stepped away. Wanting to discover the whole world a bit more before she discovered his body. That was always her favorite part. Was uncovering the unknown or the things that she'd heard about back at her Cégep history class but could never quite picture. Yes. Oh, I love it. I guess they don't tell you about walking. What happens when you walk through a square naked, come dripping down your leg in Cégep? You know what? Yeah. I didn't go to Cégep. Yeah. And that lesson did come up. At my it school. did come up. So, you know what? Sejap. That's a Sejap problem then. <laughs> Whew. She loved undressing a new culture just as much as a new man. Wow. wow. Incredible. Duchess boning. <laughs> yeah. If I got you to sew me some clothes, I'd have to come back in a few days to pick them up, she said. His hand still on the small of her waist. Is this her fucking plan? This is... Like, clothes take a while, so I guess yeah. I don't need them until they're ready. <laughs> yeah, it's just which like, could be I can days. just be nude. Also, I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love it. Oh, and, and you know what? It's addressed. 
But until oh, then, oh, okay, okay. you'd have to go without clothes, madam. Oh. Magnolia. Madam Magnolia. We can't have you spending three days in the nude now, can we? I Unless. See, I don't see a problem with that. I also don't. She raised her eyebrows. She also doesn't see a problem. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Unless I have a friend. He does painting sessions. About five men. All of them upstanding citizens. They meet with him. Usually, they get a bit wine drunk, but nothing more than that. I've set a lot of nice women up with him before, but none so gorgeous as you. None with such astonishing curls or such beautiful tits. He was saying tits. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Yeah, he did. No, no, it makes complete sense. He is just a man ahead of his time. Yeah, Yeah. he would not be speaking English. You know what? Disbelief has been suspended. We will never never address the fact that there are multiple languages. Hmm, but none so gorgeous as you. None with such astonishing curls or such beautiful tits. You know what? Sex is a universal language. Wow. That is the tagline of this podcast. (laughs) Sex is a universal language. Because she's so sexy. No, I mean, she speaks every language. Yeah. She's also able to speak every language. Absolutely. (laughs) He was looking to start a new session this evening, I believe, if that would be suitable to you. We could house you there for the afternoon, and then I'll give you a bit of something to wear when you get over there. This is pretty suitable to Magnolia. Three hours later, the sun was setting. It was a beautiful sun, but she was excited for it to slip beneath the horizon, for the evening to come, and for her to see what would come of this painting session. The man, Eduardo, mm. Mm, had found a set of men's breeches for her. She'd loved the idea of just wearing the pants, of strutting around topless, but she figured that what but she figured that she wasn't sure where she was and that the cops would be on her if this place was that kind of place. <laughs> she hadn't been to a place in history yet where the cops had been pro sex work. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I travel really Ma- far Magnolia ahead knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> The place where where he led her was equally as regal as the square from whence she'd come. If not more so, it was a massive building. Looked like it could be a government building. But he told her it was just his friend Michelangelo's house. (laughs) His friend is Michelangelo. Of course. Of course. Of course. Wow. Her panties would have dropped when she heard this. If she had had panties to drop. Mm-hmm. As it was, it was only her mouth gaping open. There were five of them, all sitting around, sipping from dark goblets. Would it be inappropriate for her to ask where in the world she was? She decided to avoid the question, not wanting to attract unwanted stares. With open arms, Michelangelo Delovicho? Lodovico? Does anyone? Lodovico? Lodovico? Are you for real? Okay. We are. Okay. Mikey, if I may. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Michelangelo de Lodovico Buon, Buonarroti Simoni. Wow. Hefty. Um, welcomed Magnolia into his home. Welcome, milady. Do come and drink with us. I am Michelangelo. This is my good friend, Bartolomeo Bettini. 
a wealthy man of Florence. The man's mustache twirled like a Russian ballerina in late November. <laughs> wow. Very what specific. A specific image. <laughs> he gave a curt nod with a hand on his chest, then raised his glass in her direction. To my right here is Lorenzo Strozzi. Lorenzo Stro- Strozzi. I feel like I need to learn Italian for this. <laughs> mm. we'll take a few yes, we Quick will. Break. To my right here is Lorenzo Strozzi, a successful merchant. Lorenzo was built like a skyscraper. His eyes flashed at her and reflected her image. This is my close and personal friend. Amanati, sculptor to the gods. What kind of wow. are we talking about here? Yeah, how personal. Unlike the others who wore flowing robes, Amanati wore nothing but the bottom half of a short tunic. Hot damn. <laughs> His hulking chest glistened in the candlelight. Somehow, it seemed he had lathered it with olive oil. Yes. Of course. A glistening god. Glistening god of olive oil. Magnolia waited to be introduced to the final gentleman, whom Michelangelo had forgotten. Oh, him? This is Giovanni de Riccasoli. He just follows us around and chills here sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) She bowed, then curtsied, then bowed again, not knowing quite what the current Florentine customs were. I am Lady Magnolia Ouvrejambe. Aha! A French woman <laughs> laughed Michelangelo. I'm sure there is much you can teach us about the art of seduction. <laughs> Perhaps, she said, if you gentlemen are lucky. Jovially, they served her wine and all drank heavily. Sip after sip, Magnolia noticed that fewer and fewer buttons were holding Eduardo's shirt together. Mm-hmm. In fact, under the glaze of vino... Thank you. (laughs) She began to notice that a game was being played. Much like strip poker, but without words, without rules, and without shame. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, my dear, Michelangelo's chiseled face spoke behind a curly beard. I'd like to offer you the job if you are interested. We artists are trying to capture the ideal human form in our various media. You might just be the perfect specimen to help us explore this concept. You flatter me, Michelangelo. Just being able to say this sentence gave her a chuckle. I'd be honored. I am but a humble muse. She stretched out her shoulders. Would you gentlemen mind if I removed my top? The candlelight is so very warm, but we need it in order to see. So what is a poor French woman to do? Wow. (laughs) Honestly, what is a poor French woman to do? (laughs) She slid very easily into the mold the artist had given her. It was clear that the men were very much in favor of this idea and joined her in stripping off. They splayed their legs and presented their cocks of various sizes. Yes. <laughs> like she's zucchini shopping. <laughs> um, she studied them all closely and hungrily said, when you love something, you have to have it in every size. <laughs> wow. I wonder where this is going. This line seemed to work on the horny gentleman. She twirled her finger in Michelangelo's beard and smiled at him. 
out of the corner of her eyes, she could see. she could see Bartholomew and Lorenzo kissing passionately, their rough hands dancing along each other's sturdy backs. Damn. Wow. Nice. She decided to sit back and watch the spectacle for a bit. There was a chaise longue in the... <laughs> there was a chaise longue in the corner of the room. And, of course, her French heritage. Exactly. <laughs> jambe that she is. Um, in the corner of the room and tits bouncing, she strutted over to it to sprawl and watch. The men were kissing and touching one another and it made her so horny that she slipped her hands down her breeches. Mm-hmm and began to circle her vulva with her fingers. Aminati slipped his white shirt off, revealing a hairy, muscular chest, and Giovanni had his mouth on his chest, licking, biting, sucking. Bartolomeo, Bartolomeo, I don't know. Bartolomeo. Yeah, that would make more sense. I've definitely been saying it wrong this whole time. (laughs) Bartolomeo and Lorenzo were looking at her. She raised her eyes at them, and they raised their cocks. <laughs> Stop. Uh, okay. <laughs> also, I'm like, picturing it. Well, you should be picturing it. Yeah, oh, I am. She raised her eyes at them, and they raised their cocks at her. She beckoned them over with the fingers she just pulled off her clit. Oh, that finger. Mm. They spread onto the chaise long with her. Bartolomeo leaned into her, and using both hands and his teeth, he pulled her breeches to the floor. Teeth. Teeth. His hands. Yeah. He's like, I only have, I have but two hands. I need, <laughs> I need a third. <laughs> I have but two hands. Yes. Keep touching yourself, he instructed. Her pussy was wet like the tropics. (laughs) She returned her hand between her legs and twirled her fingers around as the two men continued to kiss in front of her. Bartolomeo was now leaning into Lorenzo even more, sliding to the tiled floor between his friend's legs. He took one more sip of wine before placing the glass on the floor and sliding his mouth over Lorenzo's cock. He walked methodically up and down Lorenzo's hardened shaft for several minutes until Lorenzo began to stand, turning Bartolomeo around. Stop. (laughs) I think, therefore, I slam. (laughs) Wow. I think, therefore, I slam he said, winking at Magnolia, before slithering his dick deep between Lorenzo's chiseled cheeks. He so he be- fucking looked at Magnolia? Oh, like, yeah. Like, and then, like, penetrated yeah. someone else? Mm-mm-mm. Like, they shared a glance. Like, I love stopped. that. So hot. That I love it. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, he began thrusting methodically. He does a lot of things methodically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, not oops. I think oh, that yeah. that this speaks to char- his character. This is a character beat. Yeah, right? yeah, exa- it is. <laughs> he began thrusting methodically, gasping, reaching his hand around to touch Lorenzo's shaft as he moved. Magnolia loved every minute of this and reached to the table next to her, 
grabbing a wad of paintbrushes and sliding them inside her damp, damp pussy. A wad of paintbrushes. I like that she's like, there aren't enough. Yeah, one won't do it. Things in my vicinity. <laughs> There's only five There's dicks only around. Five I need a wad dicks. of paintbrushes. Wad- yeah. <laughs> They That's are. They're true. very you're right, you're full, right. literally consumed. Oh, well, I can't okay, wait. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the Duchess tells us yeah. to wait. Um, <laughs> the groaning had got her going. Lorenzo's muscles were so tight. She moved the brushes around inside of her, exploring every soft corner and ribbed edge of her vagina. Why are there corners? There are. <laughs> circling her other hand around her clit as she did this, but the self-pleasure was nothing compared to the desire to join these men. Of course. Mm-hmm. She slipped off the chaise and kneeled on the floor in, in front of Bartolomeo. Lorenzo was still thrusting him to infinity, <laughs> but she could push him to greater infinites by sucking his cock. Wow. You know what, Magnolia? Such a giver. She's <laughs> a charitable soul. Yeah, she's so charitable. You look like you're experiencing infinity ecstasy. Yes. I'll get you even farther. I'll get you further, yeah. Um, she loved watching his eyes roll delicately back into his head as she put his dick in her mouth. A lollipop on a hot summer day. <laughs> She loved its salty taste and its firmness in her mouth. Lollipops are famously salty. They are famously salty. (laughs) Yeah. She began working her lips up and down his shaft and her mouth moved in counter rhythm around its tip. Mm -hmm. This still wasn't enough for this gorgeous sculpted man. She wanted him to feel more pleasure. She stuck his hand to that soft place underneath his balls and pushed gently. She heard him moan, a deep, guttural moan, and she could taste his pre-cum in her mouth. She really, she got him to his own pee spot. (laughs) And if that's not charitable, I don't know what is. Yeah. His dick thrusting even more profoundly into the back of her throat. She kept circling delicately with her tongue around his shaft and in a serendipity straight out of a Renaissance painting, both Bartolomeo thrusting behind and Lorenzo in front came at the same time in a waterfall of cum and moans. A waterfall. A waterfall. (laughs) Bartolomeo was spent and laid down on the couch. Lorenzo, however, beckoned to Michelangelo. You, madam, are a guest here. You need to be fucked by one of the greats. <laughs> you know what? Lorenzo knows what's up. He He's knows what she got here for. He is. He too. Yeah, it is. Michelangelo came over covered in paint splatters. Straight out of a Jackson Pollock painting. Magnolia whispered, but all she got back from that comment were raised eyebrows. They'd understand in s- <laughs> they'd understand in six hundred years. <laughs> Michelangelo, yeah, yeah. Michelangelo was already hard. 
Her eager eyes followed him as he strode toward her, twisted her around, and pushed her confidently onto the chaise. Fuck me, Michael Lynch. Yes, onto the chaise. <laughs> the fucking yeah. chaise. Of course. Fuck Literally me. the only piece, piece of furniture piece that's of been. France. Yeah. No, it's the only piece of furniture. Like, that's been established we, in this room nothing is a has shed. Been, nothing has been established except goblets yes, and a shed. Yes, and a shed. What more do you need? And, and paintbrushes, paper. of course. True, true. They are here for art. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, Michelangelo, she begged. His dick was... Stop. His dick was the size of Mars. <laughs> he slid it... Between, I like how it's so irrelevant. He slid it between Magnolia's legs and began pleasuring her clit with it. She could feel the heat growing between her legs and she breathed deeply into the pleasure. But she couldn't let herself come. Or go, rather, before taking his dick inside her. She's thinking. She knows. She's not ready to travel. Yeah. Then, just when she couldn't take the heat any longer, he slid back and entered her. One hand cupping her breast, one slapping her ass... She pressed slowly now, now more urgently, into her. He moaned. Fuck me faster, she begged. She was bouncing off his dick. She was shuddering. She was aching with longing for this man inside of her. She was achieving peak pleasure. She reached her hand again between her leg, and as soon as she touched her wet clit, she could feel it coming. It started between her legs, and it spread into her fingertips. The heat, the bliss. She let it wash over her, this bliss. Every part of her body was exploding with pleasure. She felt her cheeks pressing against the wall of Michelangelo's hips. <laughs> I, like, I like that up to that point, we're just like silent. We're like, this is, I know, we're no like, this notes. is this is really good. good. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then it's just like, I'm remembering that it's Michelangelo. Michelangelo. <laughs> this made her explode all the more. Every atom in her body shuddered and she could see stars. She ascended out of this world, twitching with pleasure. Her clit hot, her legs hot, her stomach hot. She would have loved to spend more time getting to know these delicious gentlemen. Delicious. Delicious. But she was also ripe with anticipation to discover a new world. Wow. 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 That's the end of the chapter. What a chapter. (sighs) Sodomay Velvet um, made a great point that at one point we were literally all just like, this is actually so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I have nothing to say. I know. I was like, you liked him. Yeah, it was so good. I wasn't sure if it was like weird or whatever. No, it was so good. There was, uh, okay, so um, inconsistencies. (laughs) <laughs> which happens when you're writing under pressure yes yeah. moaning lisa moaning doesn't I make any sense because there's no lisa yes or, or, i was thinking though nor, what we nor, could there, do. nor da vinci yes mm. what we could do though is we could just have it named after things that are somewhat related always so that the names are always a little bit like what true, yeah true, that come true, from yeah, yeah as an element of humor that is true, true. i i also felt that oh oh another thing i noticed um Amen, Amen naughty? Yeah. Which, like, we should have made him Amen, like, naughty. Mm. But whatever, you know. Oh. You know what? Hindsight you is can't win them all. Hindsight like is 2020. Um, yeah, exactly. Amen was shirtless, lathered in olive oil, and then um, oh. suddenly he's wearing a shirt and takes <laughs> Oh, no! I forgot. 
like wanted to put his shirt back on yeah, just to like who knows? steal yeah. all the, I don't know. Yeah. Probably he not. Wanted to have Definitely, yeah. 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 It was good. It was yeah. great. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> I also like that she went because Eduardo was there. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. yeah, he brought her there and she never is going to get to go back and pick yeah, up the Yeah, that's clothes. true. And he was also very gorgeous. But... Yeah, I hope that he doesn't start making the clothes. I hope that he realizes yeah. when she disappears. Well, I mean, like, a lady was screaming with pleasure and then just, like, disappeared. disappeared. Yeah, so we'll probably like you... have a conversation He's like, about maybe it. she doesn't friends. want the clothes. They'll be like, oh, what happened to that girl? I mean, these she were... was very hot. Michelangelo was... Pretty religious, right? Was he? Oh, one. That he must sense. have been because he would like, made the Sistine Chapel. Like in a yeah. humanistic way, probably pretty uh-huh. religious. So they probably think like she's fully like a god. Oh, oh yeah. True. Or like a messenger. We into that a little bit as well. Yeah. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Maybe yeah. in future episodes, she'll be in yeah. situations where oh. she could also come across as a god. Wow. She's a godlike mm-hmm. powers, right? She can yeah, speak yes. any language, apparently. Yeah, and she can also come and then go at the yeah. same come time. Come and go at the same time. Come and go as she pleases. Yes. Come and go as she mm-hmm. pleases. That mm-hmm. is good. Oh. Okay, so like, why why are we doing this podcast? What does erotica mean for us? What What can it do to, I don't know give us meaning why does it why does it exist i don't know i guess because it's like it's like a means to like escape without being like i don't know i feel like it's like at least for like me i don't know i feel like i often find it hard to escape into things that are like either like hyper specific or like rooted in reality or whatever but i feel like erotica is like so personal and also not personal and then on top of that like this whole magical realist approach is like a kind of allows you to like suspend your disbelief just enough and then still, but still feel like connected to something, you know? Yeah. I also feel like it's, it's not just an escape, but like, yeah, it, it helps us like materialize a world without shame. Erotica kind of creates a space for us to lift up absurdity and like silliness. And it's a place where we can kind of take ourselves less seriously Mm-hmm. Um, like sex is weird and funny and silly and can be so many things to so many people mm-hmm. um, and erotica can often be like a way to focus on like unburdening ourselves of shame yeah I do really like like I don't know I do really like like a resistance to shame or kind of like a like an active resistance to shame as like being a part of this especially like just I didn't think about it so much until you talked about it, but I'm like, if like, if this is a world in which like, for example, like Magnolia ouvre jambe, you're naturally expecting there to be shame in this world. And like her as a character, like just because it's so deeply ingrained in us, like from society and like from everything that like this character that is living free of shame And she's just doing whatever the fuck she wants. And like naturally out of that, out of like there being no shame, out of there being like no punishment for just like doing what your body tells you to do or like doing what you feel like doing. She's even like, like you see that she's like naturally a giving person and a curious person. And like that kind of just like comes out because like almost, almost like her purpose is to like represent the fact that like if if people weren't forced into like ways of living and were kind of just like, if everyone had their needs met and if everyone was kind of just like allowed to just like do whatever they wanted, 
then people would more likely do nice things. <laughs> like, it helps us imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this too. And because for me, like one piece of it, it's liberation, but I feel like it's, or it's, it's escape, but in, in a different sense, it's more like liberation for me. I think that's what really draws me. It's not even so much about escaping like the real world. It's about like, especially even as a woman who has gone through some unique experiences um, regarding sexuality. Um, it's just kind of cool to be able to imagine this world where like she just puts her pleasure first and she doesn't give a fuck and to be able to like dive into that and what that really looks like for her. I can't wait to see what happens to Magnolia ouvre jambe. Me neither. Where will she go? Olivia and Jean-Jacques. Yeah. Yeah, have to stay tuned and find out. Wow. Unwind.